Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Benchtown TV. I am Paul, and with me today are Kyle, Luke, and producer Dave. We are back to talk about The Witcher Season 3 finale, Episode 8, titled The Cost of Chaos. If you're here for the first time, welcome. Um, If you're here with us on our Benchtown separate feed, uh, thanks for being with us. But if you want to check out some of our other stuff, check us out on our main Benchtown TV feed or at BenchtownTV.com or wherever you uh, get your podcast app and all the socials. Follow us there, including Discord. Got Discord up and running. It's a lot of fun. Morel, talking to you about you. We got that name pronunciation <laughs> right. We're good. Uh, we'll but get, that, we got instructions. We're not sure if the pronunciation's right yet. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess we're waiting on that too. <laughs> but back to the Witcher uh, finale. It was a little crazy. I don't know exactly how I feel about it yet. Watched it twice. Um, honestly, I'll let you guys give your thoughts first. But uh, yeah, it was just you know, I guess moment of silence for Henry Cavill. I think that's it. As our Geralt of uh, Geralt of Rivia, I guess I'll start as always. Um, yeah, I mean the finale was good. Uh, it left a lot on the table still for season four, which is exciting, but just didn't have like that kick that Aratusa did in episode six. You know, it was mostly a recovery episode for Geralt, and it felt you know not like a, a very good send off for Geralt uh, for Henry Cavill in his final episode. A lot of like small moving pieces happened, but again, nothing that was like insane to me. That was like, oh, this finale was incredible. Just, just good TV at the end of the day. Um, yeah, but definitely Rip Henry Cavill. We will miss him as our Gerald of Rivia. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of this episode. Um, I was willing to get over last episode because it wasn't the finale of the season. And I just stand so hard on the side that episode six, the events of of Aratusa should have been the finale. That would have been a mm-hmm. great way to send Henry off. That was the best episode of the season. And it looks like that episode actually is creeping up on IMDb as the only one this season that pretty much was received well, um, which makes sense. I thought that was the best episode of the season by far. This one was a little bit weaker to me. Not enough Henry. There was a couple of cool moments, but not nearly at the level of some of the earlier badass moments we were getting out of Siri doing her Witcher stuff, Henry with amazing choreography, Yen throwing the sword, like all that stuff, like all the badass moments I'm going to remember when I think of season three, none of them are going to come from this episode. Almost nothing from this episode I think is going to stand out when I'm looking back. 
And that's just so sad to think that like we watch Henry just walk off into the distance with Yasker and Milva, which I do like Milva though. Give her that. Um, overall, like the season was season was fine. Um, I don't know how I would rank it yet. I need to think about it a little bit more, but I could see how this was like a turnoff to most people and coming into leaving off here and going right into Liam Hemsworth is going to be really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure how I feel like people are going to receive that, but overall, you know, I liked podcasting on the season. I like binging it. Um, but I can see why this is never going to really stand as one of the greatest fantasy series of all time. Like that ship has kind of sailed and it doesn't seem like we're getting closer to that goal. We're kind of moving away, but curious to see what you think, Kyle and Paul. Um, yeah, it's tough. I guess trying to find the right way to word this. Um, I just like, I guess to put it bluntly, I just feel like I just don't care so much about like these characters anymore. Like the ending of Siri, like feels like it should be a big moment. It just doesn't feel like anything emotional. Like I, I get like the show moves me. I'll use quotes, air quotes on moves like the choreography in the fights is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it all the time. And this episode has two really good ones that are like fun to watch and everything else. I just, for whatever reason, I feel, like, I feel like I've just mentally almost checked out. Like, I feel like I almost want to read the books, which is maybe like, okay, the show is doing that job of like leading people towards the books because like, I feel like the ingredients are there. It just feels like this medium for me to consume it is just not great and it's not doing it for me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is all coming from the sense that this was the season finale and it just landed flat for all of us pretty much. Um, or if, you know, they really are just missing a spark of or something's There's not just there. something there, man. You can tell like it's it, wheel of time had it too a little bit in the season one where like it feels like it's just like, a t- like a TV show like Game of Thrones you watch House of the Dragon that was a fucking like experience like that it's it just like is such a higher level of getting it done that there's not yeah. like such small like I feel like this show makes it easy to like pick out small things that I'm like oh, okay that doesn't really make a ton of sense and then that like gets me at a lower level and it just kind of chops away at my enjoyment slowly over time and it's like ah okay I don't yeah. now now I'm thinking about those things and the mo- emotional things that should happen are like fuck. I I don't know even know how much I care at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. completely agree with Luke. I mean, I just feel like Aratusa should have been the ending. I feel like that would have been that would have transitioned us so well into season four with like, okay, Geralt gets fucked up, and if you want to make it the case that like Liam Hemsworth is you know the new Geralt because of how fucked up he got, sure, whatever, I'm fine with that. And like the events that unfolded there were just so intense and like leaving us on a cliffhanger of like what the fuck is going to happen to all the mages now. Like that would have been. So much better than like hitting that point, getting two episodes of really kind of nothing with Geralt. And then like now we have a few year break or like whatever, how many years it's going to be one year probably. But to then go right into Liam Hemsworth, it's like it just didn't stick. And I'm it's such a shame. I really did enjoy this show. I would say I still overall enjoyed the show very much. Right. If we were to cut it like right here, not watch season four, like I still enjoyed the show. But it just I agree with Kyle. I mean, it just felt not just didn't feel like a complete show and i don't know what it's really missing like the acting was great the choreography the choreography of the fights were really good towards the end of season three we got the book presence a lot more and but still something's just not there and i don't know maybe Mm -hmm. if it's because of the henry cavill news but yeah you're absolutely right 
that's a huge part of my issue. Like I can't step away from it. I'm not going to like hide from that. We've brought it up every podcast. So, mm-hmm. but that's all I'll say for now. We did get a map, Kyle. Were you hype about that this episode? Three seasons in and we See, got like, a map. Again, it's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know how much I care. I, it's just like, I don't know. I, I like, like we're, it's probably going to be two years or more till we get season four. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, if it never happens, like how much am I going to care that I don't, get the ending of these stories i it's, yeah. i feel i feel bad in a sense but like also don't i don't know it's a weird spot for me to be in because like i i love this genre of content it's just for the show itself just i don't know i guess it, over just the had, three seasons it's kind of worn me out and maybe it just it had big th- shoes to fill too i mean when it yeah. first yeah. got announced you're like oh my god henry cavill who loves the witcher games is going to kill this role and then like you get the first few episodes and you're falling in love with these characters but like it just collapsed at some point yeah, even the Vilgefort stuff like in the in the emir stuff like at the end like that wasn't that hype and that's they only like looked it. at each other like i didn't get any of the the conversations that i was hoping for they just mm. kind of like look at each other and nod and like that's it yeah. Woo. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> this <laughs> we are going to be going through this finale in character buckets. Uh, we're going to start off with Geralt Yeskier and the new edition Milva, and then we're going to work our way through. Um, we're going to save that series stuff until the end because we didn't even get her until like the last third of the episode anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And that was another part of what kind of hurt the finale, if I'm honest. So little Siri after all that last time at uh, last episode and then we'll like finish off with uh north garden king vizmir and stuff like that all right but we are going to pick up right where we left off in brocklin forest with Geralt being destroyed milva you know you're just getting her being a beast with the bow and arrow a little bit just a little taste um but this is the beginning of her and Geralt's back and forths about her telling him he needs to heal and him being stubborn um kyle i feel like i always go to you first but i'm gonna you know shoot to you again um how did you kind of take this first interaction between milva and Geralt, and did it grow on you at all throughout the episode say so, no i feel like my note my one note says milva kind of sucks hmm. i mean i understand like why she is the way she is but i guess again it's it's all feeding off the fact that like this is the last episode that he's in and we're getting this like brand new character that he clearly doesn't have a a rapport with and it's just kind of like it's a big part of the episode is them like kind of doing their bickering and obviously you know i'm team Geralt, so it's kind of like get out of the way chick (laughs) i mean let me watch him be a beast like you know that kind of stuff the number one thing for me here is just that just the question that i had last episode of like how is he going to heal and is it going to be a satisfying thing I was glad they like showed him like struggling. At least it wasn't just like, you know, someone snapped their fingers and it was like, all right, you know, last episode of the season, he's got to be okay. Um, We'll get to that. But yeah, I'm pretty unsatisfied if I'm honest. It's <laughs> such a shame just watching him lay, like basically lay around for like 45 minutes of the episode to have him like kick ass kind of yeah. towards the end and then just disappear. It's like such and- a tease. It's what Kyle said. It is showing that he is struggling, but I feel like barely having in him I'm sorry, barely having him in episode seven is just kind of like, yeah, it's hard to show him healing over time if you barely show him. But um, I don't know. Anyway, 
uh, this is all just him healing and he's being refusing to like to cooperate. And finally he realized he won't do it. So we'll try the healing waters. The waters don't take fully. They don't work on mutants. So he just tries, you know, walking out again and just doesn't do anything. He gets the crush kicked out from underneath him. And this is the first you'd be dead now line, which I like. I am just curious here. So he can't even get out of bed. He can't even lift almost like his shoulders off of the pillow. Mm-hmm. And then the healing waters don't take. And then he walks. Well, yen thing happens. Um, that not, not yet. Not yet. He does walk on the crutch. And yeah, but his back is broken. I, I don't know. I, I just, it's yeah. just it, I mean, he's a mutant, though. So it's just like, this is, I guess, a problem. It's like sometimes the show is so soft with the magic and things so like i don't know how he healed the back part of it i guess until um, yen like because yen there's a full scene like there she literally heals his back yeah mm-hmm. and yes you had a line last episode he was like oh i thought tris would have healed you and it's like yeah that's a good point why didn't she yeah also um, that like why would she take him here if she could have dump him off in the beach. forest and and hope these people know how to heal him instead of just you know taking the time to heal him yourself but you know what tris whatever you've been good to us otherwise <laughs> true but i don't i agree i kind of thought the waters maybe worked a little bit but not fully take i was Um, shocked that he got up after it but i was just like okay we're rolling and then they had a literal scene where she heals his back and i was like oh okay maybe he ate the grouse it settled in he was able to get a little healing going um and it was good to go um but yeah you know she kicks the crutch out you'd be dead now and then the title intro hit any thoughts towards the title intro you know usually a pretty cool finale one this one just kind of turned to dust Turned to skulls, actually, not even skulls. dust. Yeah, there was like a bug in there. There was definitely some symbolism there, or some representation. I couldn't really tell. Like maybe <laughs> I was gonna say I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah, I mean, I the only thing I could really think of is like because it's it was like the white wolf right symbol that it showed, and then it turned to dust. Skulls, right? Like I, the only thing I could think of is just it being a representation of how broken Geralt is right now. Like. The, the thought of death around him siri but i did notice that the intro was definitely a little it was different like as they had broken the name of the episode the cost of chaos feels like it should have been that name of next episode um for paul and dave because it seems like i thought that was going to be connected to siri in some way which it definitely was i mean if it was it didn't show anything to do with this episode so that was a weird, again, weird naming convention. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really care about the the title sequence or anything like that. I'm still stuck on just like the Milva. They probably should have just waited. Like I, I keep saying, everything probably would have been better if Rogelon <laughs> was the beginning of season four. Because even like you're saying, Milva, like it's going to be weird seeing her interact with Liam. And it's sad that you as somebody who doesn't have any expectations, Kyle, like I like this character a lot. And for you to have a bad taste going in just like off the rip isn't good and i don't even blame you like i i'm just so biased because i know her future and i like her as a character sucks that she's probably not going to be considered a highlight of the season at all i would be surprised if anybody was but the thing that i thought was interesting was like how she reminded him of renfrey for like a second or she reminded him of the whole renfrey thing like at some point here right and he has the flashback of season one like all that's gone now. Like we can never do that again, right? Because it can never be Liam thinking about like past episodes of Gar- of Henry. Because that I feel like <laughs> they that get makes the that even back weird. to film it with Liam. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be crazy <laughs> if they did that. But it's just a lot of just like 
bad taste moments in this episode. And it's so sad that it's just Henry's last. And I'm, I can hear it in my voice. I'm depressed about this. And it's just like, I <laughs> wanted to like this so much, but I just, I, I just couldn't. I'm also well, just like coming off like a shit day of work. So one, <laughs> like, it's just like, it's Monday. I'm tired. And then now we have to talk about this kind of upsetting finale. And now like, I feel like the negativity is just like over right. Like, again, I just want to reiterate, like the show itself is still like, it's good. Like it was enjoyable. I don't know if I would like recommend it to people, but like, oh I my god, enjoyed, yeah, I would. I would enjoy. I enjoyed the ride up until this point. Still, um, to go off that Renfrey thing a little bit. At the very end of the episode, he does leave the medallion there, and I think it's literally because what you're saying, Luke. He can't, can't be looking at yeah. the medallion and having that flashback because that's just not going to be unless I just only do Renfrey's face. Um, so it's well, almost like didn't... they're like leaving little little clues and tying up loose ends cutting him off did they know at this point that he was leaving i feel like it was like after all this stuff happened i probably announced it but he probably they probably knew at this point i really don't remember what the timeline was for that yeah i guess that's a good point Uh, yeah i yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) it's just still good guys yeah we're sorry everybody we're sorry (laughs) (laughs) i love it all right so yeah we got a, a few funny lines in here it's basically Geralt training, trying to get back on his feet. He's got a new sword. That's pretty cool looking. The hilts, all those yeah. branches off the Brooklyn Forest. Um, and you got Yaskier training, um, cheering him on on the side. He has a line where he's talking to Milva and he's like, look at that guy. That leg is like a sock full of marbles. Like, I'm just here because I know he's going to need my help eventually. So yeah, he made that whole point of I'm not going to stop him. He's got to just basically stop himself. Um, she has a line. Milva does like you don't actually care about him yes Gary, you're just tagging along so you have another song when he dies yeah, he goes, how how dare you I'd be like his death for three or four songs maybe an <laughs> epic poem but yeah where where the fuck is she stepping that attitude from right As she, does she know like she doesn't know them at all no she yeah, that just was a wild I mean it's clear I mean her character is obviously very like I don't want to say bitter. Like that's just the first word that came to my mind. But yeah, I mean, she's obviously like, you know, the world and things that have happened to her have turned her into it. Obviously, you know, a huge cynic mm-hmm. and she's the yeah. worst in people and things like that is what it seems. And I could see the potential to be more and in the future. But again, it's just like it doesn't do much for me right now. I will say this was giving me exact vibes of the books because I was kind of reading Milva's like POV because, you know, Sapkowski gave us hers. And I was like, who's this chick? Who's, who she thinks she is? And like <laughs> yeah. judging Geralt and all this other stuff. So, you know, I am getting that in the show. So that's, I hope her character really does work out because like Luke said, she is pretty much a fan favorite. They're so good at making characters like do badass things, but it just feels like, like just some depth to characters is just like something that is just missed. Cause again, like when Milva's like firing those arrows, she's like, she beat the shit out of Geralt, even though, I mean, granted he was like, he's so injured, but like it's still, a, <laughs> it's still an accomplishment in my mind. So I, I think like in terms of like her badassery and like her skill with a sword and bow, like she's definitely awesome. And I think that's something the show is always nailed down as we've been saying, but yeah, a little lackluster intro for Milva, but I still, I agree with Luke. I think I still personally liked her. We get a little bit of her backstory a little bit. You know, Geralt has a line where saying just because you're hiding from the rest of the world doesn't mean I have to. Her response is, I'm not hiding from the rest of the world. I am scared of what I'll do to the people that have hurt me if I go back out into the world. So 
you know, we are getting a little bit here and there about, as Kyle said, what the world has turned her into. Um, eventually, you know, she hits him with another, you'd be dead now as he's training and all that fun stuff. I want to say really quickly, too, just because we, we never get Adventure Time shout outs or references on the pod, but his sword that he gets handed, I don't know if you specifically remember, Kyle, but Finn has like a root sword pretty early yeah. on that he gets from the mystery train. I literally saw the sword and I was like, that is literally Finn's sword from Adventure Time. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, you don't get many Adventure Time takes. On yeah, so show. I wanted to slip that in there. That's good. <laughs> we get this Dara conversation with Yaskier. You know, Yaskier helped him escape last season, which <laughs> led him to being in the fight with the squirrels at the beginning of this season and then him fleeing and now being a refuge again. So any Dara uh was salvage character from Fuck this that scene guy. that guy sucks he i think <laughs> it's, he's just like a perfect kind of encapsulation of like he's been with us for a while and it, maybe there should be a level of emotion involved with seeing him and i just like he's just there if anything i get mad seeing him like who like this guy is just switching sides constantly he just <laughs> he's a friend and then one minute he's trying to kill siri this episode he's a pilot it's like what make up your fucking mind bro He's just a swing and a miss of a character. I don't even think he was from the books. I don't even I remember his made up books. Yeah. Yeah, I was, was I remember talking so much shit on him last season's <laughs> podcast because I hated him. So that hasn't changed. He has wasted more screen time this season. Just moving on. He sucked. Yeah. <laughs> he had he had a line where this episode where she give her he says Siri. Yeah, she was the first person I ever felt safe with. Meanwhile, he's telling her and the elves and Gallatin and everybody she brings death all around her. Yeah, like what the like, fuck was that quote is. that he's pulling out of here? I'm like, this, so, this guy. Yeah, I yeah. just don't get it. I don't get his mindset at all. Like towards her, like what switched? If something switched, it was off screen. Like they didn't show him fleeing. Mm -mm. Like apparently he fled when. Francesca joined Nilfgaard and he didn't raid Aretuza. He fled after that and he was like, oh, I didn't sign up to help Nilfgaard. And I was like, wait, so I don't know. I just don't get it. And it's like, they're not trying because they don't I don't know. Sorry. It's a good show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Great show. So Geralt and Yaskier are actually now going hard in the lab. They are making some Witcher potions substituting some ingredients because they don't have everything and Geralt's like hey it won't be as good as Vesemir's but it'll sharpen the senses enough um little chain training sequence with another set of was this another set of twins or was this just a 2v1 I, I, I just honestly didn't yeah I think it was just a 2v1 I oh, didn't okay. notice enough I was gonna say a lot of twin combat duos but uh I'm still not over those fucking guys in episode six the brothers <laughs> yes. that just put the sword together it's just so it's, stupid it's just well this so this was bad. This was one of the best stretches of this episode. I know it was like three minutes of screen time, but I loved the training yeah. and I loved wow. him. Do, I, anytime they do the potions, even if it's like yeah. this half cock stuff, it's always cool with the Witcher stuff. The choreographed fights are literally some of the best fights in like any TV yep. show. Well, like gang. I feel like they should literally just, yeah, it's Wolfgang the best should part literally of the show. just be literally yeah, 100%. Just every fantasy TV show. Like Will of Time comes out, get fucking Wolfgang in there, fucking all this <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. This guy like deserves it, to be, like, get all the awards for everything he's done. Yeah. If you were to give the different parts of the show grades, the choreographed fights would be far and away the highest. And everything oh, my else God. They be, are yeah. so cool. Like, I get chills just thinking about them. Like, I've never <laughs> seen anything like it on TV. Everyone yeah. hits, every single mm -hmm. one. I think this show makes its impact off of its high moments. And like Kyle was talking about, like watching House of the Dragon, 
it you that show you don't it's not just the high moments it's everything leading up to it and the surroundings and the characters and the decisions they make and this one is just kind of like ooh he swung that sword and killed that guy and it was amazing and it might everything have something else is kind of in with- between it might have something to do with honestly the story being so basic in the sense that like okay we have siri who is this like master power that needs to either figure out how she is going to save or destroy the world she has her parental figures and gerald and yen and then like along the way it's just like they get separated they're back together like they get injured they're separated like it's not like it's not like house of dragons where there are so many moving pieces of like we get all these different regions and we explore all of them not just like in the witcher we only really explore redania and nilfgaard that's really it but like in house of the dragon you get all these political views everything the characters are doing like you don't know where they're gonna go but for this it's like okay like we get it like siri has this power like can we get this moving a little bit in the sense that like she should have it kind of down packed by now maybe i don't know just the yeah. pieces just move a little slower here there's than like house like, of the dragon there's like no culture involved in the show like it doesn't have yeah like that's a, also missing too like places don't I and mean, we've talked about it before i guess earlier like a lot of places really don't feel different from anywhere else yeah They're you're absolutely right for things to happen like we got aratuza which on. sure the buildings looked great but like the people themselves didn't feel any different than people we've met with like the, the renfrey back in season one you know like there's yeah. just nothing separating besides maybe the looks of these buildings Sorry, we're shitting on it again. Great show. No, <laughs> the, going, the game. I mean, I feel like when you just play the game, you kind of like dive into that and feel like you're in the world. But no, yeah, I, mean, I, sure I, game, I yeah. can tell that like the books and the game, like they're it's there. Yeah, not, just, I'm agreeing with books. you guys. It no, just the didn't translate. Are, the books are. It was this kind of the same situation as Wheel of Time, where he did not want to do a map because he didn't want to make things make sense, and they it just didn't really matter. You had the Northern Realms, South Nilfgaard. East Desert, West Aratusa, that was pretty much all that mattered. And yeah. I would argue that in the books, it, it, like I didn't there's like not it like, at all. Like, like, okay, like there's no like cultural region. Like, like well, time, like, you know, each city feels different, is described oh, different. They have their own culture, like incredibly own, different. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. There's almost like the Yoruga River, and it's like everything's kind of like off of that. Southwest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay. That's kind of like the middle point. Um, and he doesn't go too in depth. There is like, I don't know. Just the games are just the best. Play the games too. Yeah, they look <laughs> fantastic. That shit puts you in. You get the Skellige Isles a little bit this episode, and that's like my favorite fucking part of the entire continent. Um, we'll get to it. But anyway, back to Geralt. Uh, he's basically battled. He's good to go. Him and Yaskier, they dip. Uh, Milva got one little, you know, you'd be dead now line in with the shooting the arrow over top of him. Um, maybe she'll get in one or two more later. We'll see. But they go through, they get to a checkpoint. They don't have enough money, so they can't get through. Geralt ends up leaving Renfri's medallion, and he's about to leave, but turns around, sees they're jerking the the family around, um, and he goes back to confront them. And Kyle, when we were talking about, you know, there's a lot less humor, a lot less dark sexual acts and in the world, in the books, yeah, this guard was giving me those vibes. He was like, I can take your missus around the corner and she can convince me to let you through. And he even said it with the fucking little girl. He was yeah. like, maybe I'll take her home and see what like you she can be. Um, that I was like, all right, now this feels like the books. It's just like not <laughs> feels a good real. Thing. Yeah, but like <laughs> this guy's kind of a dick, like yeah. everybody else is. Um, so 
I don't know. There's a there's a culture. We got it in this guy right here. <laughs> it's the exact was, kind of culture we were looking for. <laughs> I thought this was honestly a really good scene. I don't know what the like what people think of this scene in particular. I could see like people having issues with it because you know Gerald has always you know professed his neutrality to literally everyone, and this is the kind of the moment where he is no longer neutral. Like he's clearly going against Nilfgaard. Um, so I can see if like people maybe like had an issue like oh Gerald's always supposed to be neutral. Like what's this deal with this? But like. Now his relationship with Siri is like at the the peak of its existence. Like they're definitely a family now, and like he's seeing how this guard is treating this little girl who he could who easily could have well have been Siri as well. And so I like that he was even though Yaskier was kind of telling him we got to move on. He the morals were kind of kicking in. He's he's picking his sides now. He's like you know what, Nilfgaard's a bunch of fucking dicks. They're getting their asses kicked. And I liked of course again to just hype up the the fight scenes this was just mm-hmm. Geralt being a fucking badass and kicking kicking some butt dave to go off what you said about you know Geralt finally choosing a side he did have a line earlier when he was talking to milva about renfrey he said i always try to stay above the fray shut everything out but life always finds a way to force my hand and think- this is kind of like exactly what you're saying it feels like he's definitely fl- flipping a switch and just being like you know what I can't do that anymore. I finally have to not make only a did, decision. Not only did uh, Milva tell him that, but obviously as the fight's about to start, you know, we, we're getting the letter from Yen um, kind of talking about his neutrality and how she's kind of, she's basically saying like, you might have to end up making a decision on like whose side you want to be on. And so the combination of Milva and the Yen letter, it sent him over the edge. And it was brutal in a good way. Like this was mm-hmm. gory. Uh, oh, this was the punching best. the guy in the face yeah. over and over again. I and the axe, it. the double, the dual wielding axe and sword. How many like, dual wields? It's really so cool. best. And that's a good way to remember Henry because that was the literal last like action we got of him. Mm-hmm. So that's all. I'll leave it at that. Though we did exactly. skip a scene. We're gonna get back to it when we cover Yen, and we'll go through that little last scene of them together. Just putting mm-hmm. that out there. Does. Does something like this happen often in the games, Paul, in the sense that like, like, for example, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed is a game that is built with like group combat, like you against a bunch of people. Oh, hell yeah. That's like, okay. so this, I mean, so this, yeah, felt like very kind of like a video game parallel-esque. Oh, mm-hmm. and that even the choice, quote unquote, that he made to like, just beat the shit out of him, like in the games, the they would see that go down. You would walk up to the guard and you'd be like, why didn't you let that family in? And he would give that same response. And then you'd be like, all right, you can use, what is it? The Axie sign to mess with them and try to mind control them. If you, there's a weak mind, if you invested enough in that, you can do it. So you can try to bribe them yeah. or you give them money or you just like threaten him. And like each decision that usually leads to you fighting anyway, but yeah. like <laughs> each, each decision, like it gives you options, which is really cool. Yeah, that's cool. It feels incredibly like the games, and yeah, it's uh, a in lot. Mo- of his mind, he was people. going through all the options. He's like, "Do I press A here? Do I press yeah. X here?" <laughs> He's like, "Let's just fucking kill him. Let's just kill him." Yeah, that's an A option right there. He it's actually lets one. him live, and he with the message that Geralt will mm-hmm. do anything he can to free Siri. Yeah, it might not be me, but someone with white hair <laughs> is gonna show up. <laughs> And maybe a similar scar, and we're yeah. gonna you know, mm. we're gonna do something. Uh, yeah, and that's it. Our our new trio of Geralt, Yaskier, and Milva are going out into the fray to see if they can find Siri. One thing I'll say: whoever they meet next in season four is gonna be lit. 
Dave. I hope they introduce. Yeah, I hope be, they 100%. go. I, yeah, if he is, hundred yeah, percent. We got a great character coming. Probably the only thing as of right now that I'm looking forward to in season yeah. four. Oh, you're gonna watch? I thought you said you weren't gonna. Oh no, I said I was gonna. I'll watch. I don't know if we're gonna cover it on the podcast, but the first episode is better be like better grip me because otherwise we're done with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, yeah, all right. I can't. That's uh. It will get one more Henry Cavill scene going on when we cover this character Yen. Uh, she is. First scene in Skellige Isles. This is a little area that I was talking about. Um, she's talking to Kraken Crate. That actor, you recognize him at all? Is that Euron Greyjoy? Yeah, it was like, Euron. Oh yeah. my god. Okay, because we were who were we talking about that with? Was that Alki Luke? Yeah, yeah. So we looked at. I looked at him, and me and Luke immediately were like, "That's Euron Greyjoy." And I think Alki was like, "No, it's not." He like, said he looked it up, and I just trusted him. Shouldn't have. Yeah, shouldn't have. But it was definitely <laughs> Euron. Yeah, I was like, this guy is. There's no one that looks that much like Euron Greyjoy in the world, you know? Are we outing Alki live right now? Yeah, fuck he that said guy. he looked him up. Yeah. I mean, Paul, did you confirm that? I know. I mean, he looks fucking exactly like him, so I didn't uh, confirm it. I was just Yeah, like, did yeah, we get a confirmation? That's obviously Euron no. Greyjoy. We're, We're just shitting on Al. We might be outing Paul here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to flip the script. His name is Pilu uh, Asvik. I'm I definitely so not pronouncing that right, but... Positive. You check. Guy, you the fact checker, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm slim. I'm getting through. It's okay. Honestly, and it's funny. It makes me laugh because I like, okay, I thought it was him for sure. And then I was like, this just made me laugh to think like, because when I see him, like he was good in Game of Thrones for what they gave him, but like obviously complete butchery of the character of Euron Greyjoy. And it's just funny that he pops up in The Witcher, which is now becoming. Funny that you mentioned that because that was the whole (laughs) conversation we had during this is that Luke was like, oh, Euron sucked in the show, but in the books, he's actually one of the best characters like to follow. And so it's just funny that we're we're bringing this up now. It looks like it's not him. I don't Cole think it's him. Like wild. He's got he look he, he looks not familiar him. though. Yeah. All right. All right. So that was a big old cut. Alki, what's up? No big old cut. You. This is on you. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, is not. Yeah, this is all staying, staying in. in here. That's staying in. Let's just our, see. I'm editing. Our, our, our my note says you're on lookalike. So I was on team. It wasn't you're on. All right. I was confirmed. Um. I was like ninety percent. I would have bet money. <laughs> but anyway We're, we we have a podcast guy, about tv shows we know things <laughs> something this is kraken crate he is one of the higher ups in skelga isles he's pretty it much is um like he runs the shit i don't know if he is exactly oh my god people don't hate me i don't know if he's the king or the king's son right now but that is who is like running shit in the skelga isles We'll get. We'll probably get w- way more of him later. But he's saying that. By the way, I haven't seen Siri, but by the way, I heard a rumor that she's on her way to Nilfgaard, and if she roots for Nilfgaard, if she's seen publicly like and embraces Nilfgaard, she is the Princess of Bruges and a bunch of other vassal states in the Skellige Isles, and they're a bunch of like ball butter lords, is what he called them or something like that. That will side with her, so. You know, if Siri goes to Nilfgaard, Skellige is basically forced to follow suit and join Nilfgaard. Otherwise, they'll just split. Okay, I'm just so sorry, but just going more into who it actually is, this is just really funny. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name correctly. It's Johannes Hakor Johansson. Johannesson. They do look a ton alike, but he was in succession. 
He's Oscar. Oh, the, oh, he's the, the CFO. side dude. He's the CFO. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah um, he is. In, he's in Cursed for four episodes. He's no, Cumber he's the Ice way. He's Cumber the Ice King in Cursed. Mm-hmm. Who am I thinking of? I'm, again, I'm thinking of Britannia too. Now you're, yeah, you're thinking of a Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, and then he is in the Last Kingdom as well. As who? He's Sferi. He just says he's in two episodes. And oh my god, he's literally in Game of Thrones, but he's not. You're on great. <laughs> he plays Lem Lemon Cloak in Game of Thrones. I have no idea. Who <laughs> so this is just oh, I remember him. Yeah, that's, that's a deep cut, but yeah. Yes, it is because he's in the books way more. Like Catelyn Stark's yeah. storyline revolves around this or guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, did you say he's the king of fantasy? He might as yeah. well. He's he's making he's some in good. a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. good for a couple, him. What uh, that would be a great gig. Just like a couple of fantasy appearances, you know, like here and there. You got The Witcher, Game of Thrones. Maybe awesome. he makes his way into Wheel of Time. Like I'd be so jealous of this guy. He does a lot. He's in a lot of shit. Yeah, so, good for him. Sorry, we uh, thought you were someone else. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that's all the screen time he got this episode, though. He has a line with any idea where this Vilgefortz guy's hiding out that gives Yen the idea with the other mages to go check out his previous hideout in Redania. Um, they find they go with all the mages, and Philippa is already there. She searched it. All they find is the students' dead bodies and amalgamation that was left behind. They end up reversing it, um, and but then they dip. They're like, all right, that was enough. Let's go. And then outside, Tris is like, all right, maybe we should uh, go back and give them a proper burial. And just I, if for my, in my opinion, again, another small thing that was like bothering me of like, why not just have that fucking conversation in the room? Dude. Think yeah. the same thing. Walked Look, all the way out of the castle, all the way out. Yeah, yeah, just to head back, and like Yen's like, yeah, like we should go back and get him and give him. And I was just like, where was this? Like, why yeah. couldn't we just do that in the room? Like, I don't, don't pretend understand. that was an original idea you had because we <laughs> are was, all the way out here. All right, it was just interesting. I just, it's a, again, it's just one of those small things that it's like, what? Well, I, I just am curious of what the thought process was of like why they had to have the conversation there. Yeah, yeah I have no idea, and it was super weird. Yeah. But I, I like to I enjoyed Philip, but I'm sorry to step over you, but just taking every opportunity she can to be like, well, I was right about Phil Gifford. I was yeah. right about Phil Gifford. They were all pissing like, we could me have off. never seen this coming. They were all pissing me off in this scene, to be honest. They're all just blaming each other. Yeah, it's and... just like they're pointing fingers. And it's like, it's look, sure, maybe to say it is the biggest to blame, but like you all are fucking guilty. Like you all could have outed Vilgefort. It's like Philip could have been way less of a bitch about you know being right the whole time like she could have just been like hey nah, guys like her. <laughs> but they were it. all pissing me off here ridiculous <laughs> philippa deserves the least blame and then to say yeah. the most as long as we're clear with that i don't care how we feel about it to say hit a soft spot with philippa when she said that she's just living in the shadow of dijkstra um and philippa looked like she took that up personally yeah but somewhere somehow yen just lays down the law and says they're going back to bring the girls to Aratusa. Which, you know, this is also weird to me because the failed students, they would turn into eels to just power Aratusa from like then on out. And it's like, why do they care about their students? I, I don't now get it. after the destruction of Aratusa, like now is the change. Like this is the moment that like everything's going to be different. I guess I don't I don't fucking know. Yen's gonna Fuck, be the this show's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yen's going to be the new headmaster when they restart it. Yeah. Yeah. So why to say is still here well i'll tell you why we get to that scene uh we see to in her office um she's now saying she's responsible for the death in each and every 
soldier that dies in this war. I was like, where did that blame come from? I don't know. I don't understand that. But uh, they talk about how they off the sacrifice um, and what enchantment they went through, uh, meaning, you know, way back when they were first mages coming up through um, and what it, what it meant to them at the time. And then, you know, to say is just saying, hey, just go spend the rest of your time with Geralt and Brocklin Forest and Yen won't go because if she doesn't go without Siri, then she'll feel like she failed. Um, and Yen has this line where, like, I know you, I know you at your core. You're the strongest force I've ever known. You're Tissay DeVries. You're our mother. I need you. We need you. And then Yen goes to the funeral, and then Tissay just kills herself. And I, f- I have a bunch of weird, conflicting feelings about this because I like the fact that Tissay kind of did do it. Um, it kind of shows how broken she got from the events of Aratusa and the collapse of Thanid. But I don't, I'm not exactly hyped that they had her alive in all these episodes, making these relationships, having these conversations. And then she killed herself. So the good news is that not exactly like in this manner, but that happens in the books, right? Like, does it, she does blame herself. Yeah, she herself, the but the it's Artusa, not like, she does. but she's not like traveling with the mages. Like it pretty much like the events unfold in Artusa, like, everyone gets separated, whatever. And she's kind of like in her chambers recounting it. Like she's not, tr- again, she's not like visiting Redania with the girls. Like she's literally like, it's almost instantly, I think is what Paul is trying to say that she kills herself rather than kind of just yeah. moving around, interacting with these people and then killing herself because she, it takes away. I, I see what you're saying, Paul, because it, it takes away in it from a sense like she, cause she kind of patched up the relationship with Philippa and then her and Yen had that great conversation and that, I feel like that could have been enough to maybe prevent her from killing herself. Like in the, like, but in the books, again, she doesn't really have those conversations. It's just, she, it's just, we find out that she killed herself. This whole conversation with Yen, I just feels like it makes the decision. Like why? Like, I don't I I agree. I can agree with you on that. Certainly. Like if she did it kind of beforehand, I get it. But then like, she has this conversation with Yen saying all these people need you. She just got done saying I'm responsible for the lives of every soldier that dies on the battlefield. And then now she's going to like take the easy route out and just like, like, and I I know there's a million things that go into that, including she's like probably like 400, 500 plus years old. Um, I don't know, but just this scene just maybe go. I don't get it. I thought you were on the come up again. You bonding everything, and now, yeah. And so she I like that it happened, too, just not just, how it happened. Like in of the witches of the Brotherhood, she's always been a highlight. I'm pretty sure we've liked her since season one. I was just, just like, gonna give her my, blue, yeah. I was just gonna give her my flowers. Best performances. Yeah, yeah I was I gonna, she's been great. I've literally, I think she might, besides Yen, is probably my favorite mage that we've been introduced to. And I think she, I'll give her her flowers here. Like, I think the performance was really good. I think to say, like, I loved the, the the comments, the small comments that we've gotten this season about how just like how powerful she has, she actually is. And we got the display of it with the, the lightning and everything in episode mm-hmm. six. And so I think it was a, she was a great character. She was definitely one of my favorites in the show. And seeing her kill herself like that was obviously brutal. But um, the show does unfortunately need to go on. <laughs> Two small things. She addressed that letter to Yennefer as Piglet at the top i don't know if you guys saw that um that was you know obviously something that yen brought upon herself and used like with siri she would call siri like my ugly one and stuff like that so wonder where she got it from i just love that pickle line i think this was just for me what really showed me how much the show has maybe fallen in my eyes of like 
should be an incredibly emotional scene and i was just like okay what's next yeah <laughs> i feel I that can, yeah i mean she did have a really really good line last line i will say in the letter i did enjoy that as much as i don't like the magic system and like the cost and of that you know flower and floating rock shit it does annoy me i did like the line you know sometimes a flower is just a flower and the best thing it can do for us is to die and I kind of like that because it kind of brought things together a little bit. But again, just the whole preface leading up to it, just it didn't make and, sense. And that's one of the I hate that so much. The the the, the draining of the life to use magic, because like how many times do we see them use magic and nothing like that happens? Like, yeah, she just, I forgot to touch on this last episode. They said like, oh, fire users use themselves as the source of magic. Right. And then Siri last time used the actual fire itself. And not just like herself as the source. So I don't know. I don't fucking know. But like just using a basic healing spell that Yennefer did to any. heal Geralt. Where yeah. is she? What is she draining? Like they established that in season one. Maybe two other times I've addressed it, which I always thought that was dumb off the rip, but no. just wanted to put it out. I'm shocked that they brought the flower thing back because of how stupid that was. But At the end of this episode, we all have to say one nice thing about this show. <laughs> Hey, I, just I mean, that's something. easy to do. It's just <laughs> he's leaving. <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, Yen feels immediately goes up, then goes to Brocklin Forest to see Geralt immediately after because she's pretty broken. And she got this, a, that info from Triss, right? Did Triss tell her that? Uh, well, it's to say I was saying earlier, like, oh, why don't you just right, go to right, Brocklin, right. um, spend the rest of your days there. She didn't want to go because she felt like she would be a failure without having Siri. She goes anyway. This is Henry and Anya's last scene together. Boo. I know. Um, she's saying, I'm sorry, I don't have her. And Geralt goes, no, it's my fault. I let Vilgefortz beat me. I couldn't protect her. God. They should have. We should have gotten Henry Cavill penis at least before we fucking <laughs> before he fucking leaves us in this show. Let's it should have been go. a b- 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 banging scene between these two. Even in, in his limp state, his dead fish state. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just funny. cowards again. Cowards. There's like more like kind of meta stuff of like making you question and and maybe not be as fully immersed as you could have been where she's like, I had, you know, tell me this is the last time I see you. And it's like, well, obviously it's the last time you're going to see that girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It does take away. It really does take away from it. Cause that's like, literally like I'm hearing these words and like, I get they're meant for Geralt, but like I'm taking them as they're for Henry Cavill. And it's like, (laughs) you're not going to see Henry again. I'm sorry. (laughs) Even has the lines, you know, Yen is saying, who do we have now? And Geralt's like, dude, they have you. You're Yen. I'll find Siri. The mages can't do this without you. You go back and lead the mages, and I'll come back to you when I have Siri. Again, um, just like emphasizing what I was talking about earlier, just like, we're separated. We're back together. We're mm-hmm. separated. We're back together. I just There is a timeline where this show's a banger. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> like definitely. Like parts are there, and it's for not sure. too far off. It's like yeah. the universe over from us. It's not yeah. like it's multiple away. It's right there. Yeah. One, one or two jumps. Yeah. Uh, so, this is the healing scene, which I just don't understand. Like, if magic could heal and do this, why didn't they just do it earlier? We've been over that. Uh, nothing. <laughs> Geralt just kind of says, "I'll make Vilgefortz pay, and I'm going to make Emperor Emir pay too." Um, say this isn't the last time I'll see you, Geralt. Uh, well, technically, it fucking is the last time we saw it. You're going to see him. Um, and then that's kind of it. She just heals him, and that's all we get. 
Mm-hmm. And she's going to jump back to Aratusa. And this is really her last scene. And it's just her picking up the pieces, bringing the remaining mages together and leading the charge to bring down Vilgefortz and make sure this never happens ever again. And here's my positive thing. Um, I, it's no secret. I've said it a couple of times. I think even Paul and Dave on my behalf, I've said it. I love all of the mages in the books. Like that was like pretty much the highlight of the books for me is anytime the brotherhood is doing things or the future of the brotherhoods involved, all that stuff's great. And even this, like I love when Sabrina, Kira Metz, Tris, Yen, Philippa are all on the screen together. And it, I, I feel like I'm only capable of loving that because of the books. And that's, totally fine and fair i don't know how deep it gets for you kyle but these like super super powerful mages that i kind of have a little bit of a grasp on how strong they are their relationships some of their backstories and when they're like deciding things like they're kings in this world but these are the kings that matter the ones in this room like they pull all the strings so like this is the shit i'm really looking forward to if there is something i'm looking forward to in season four because like yen's kind of building it up like we're the ones who decide the future of magic and that's like completely where my heart is for looking forward to season four is everything to do with like that conversation and how it affects even fucking throw in frangilla and francesca who aren't in this area at the time like those girls like they are the backstring like the the they are the the string pullers of the whole continent at this mm-hmm. point now that to say is gone so that's what i'm looking forward to and i still love seeing them together and i for some is it paul was it sabrina's actress that also loves the books like henry does one of the i might have missed that but that's really cool if that one of thing. them one of the witches loves it i don't think it's tris because i feel like we would have known that by now but one of the other witches side witches like loves the books and this source material so i just that's another like check i guess for that group but mm-hmm. looking forward to that in season four I'm, I'm sure that they'll get a lot of screen time especially with how yen's conversation ends. she's gonna be relied on a lot to carry the future of the witcher even almost as much as Geralt, because she is the continued consistent presence from season one so that could make or break at least what remains of this show going forward yeah yeah and that's all we got for Exactly. That was a perfect wrap up for Yen Luke going into season four. Uh, next group we're going to cover real quick is Fringilla and Francesca. Uh, I'll just go through their entire, you know, episode, and then you guys can give little remarks if you have any. But they want to meet with Emperor Emir and strike a deal. They want to go gain control of Sintra slash Zintrea, um, and they volunteer to be the ones to go claim reclaim it frangilla will be the imperial governor and the queen of the elves will just be there amir's totally all about it but they, then they bring up the squirrels and he's like oh not them they know the land so well they're dispensable good fighters we need them so it's either they die and you save all the old and the weak or um and basically the rest of the elves and the squirrels die or all of your people die fighting to survive and Frangilla doesn't like this. She ends up talking, making a plan. Maybe this was their plan from the beginning. I don't believe that. I probably believe it's the backup plan. But Frangilla's like, all right, when Siri gets here, I'm going to grab her. <laughs> and then that's all she gets. But I was like, what is your kidnap plan here? That's crazy. I think but this was all that was always Frangilla's play. It might have been. It easily could have been because she's always thinking about herself. Like that's her whole motto. Yeah, I don't think I don't think she's actually like we were saying episode six. It's like why is she with Nilfgaard? I think this is like the actual conclusion of her like the quote unquote play. Okay, 
I could easily see that because she was so ready to go with it. And she even has all this shitty shit, shit to say about Emir right here. You know, Francesca saying she's willing to take the deal almost because it means at least just some of the, her people are safe. And Frangilla's bringing up Dalblathana. Finally, Francesca has a realization that I'm never going to find Dalblathana. It's just where my people are. It's basically Asgard from in the MCU in the Endgame. So in her rant, Frangilla does the dumbest shit possible and tells Francesca that Emir killed her baby and tried to set Frangilla up for it. And she didn't think at all before spouting this out. And she's lucky that she's walking out of there alive. I thought Francesca was going to snap her neck right there. I'm still confused about why she didn't. But she let that slip. And Francesca's like, all right, we're fucking done. I'm done with both of you. I'll go. Because I, I, I loved the end of that. Because, man, when Francesca's like, you're basically fucked now. Like, I'm going to kill you and Amir. Hell yeah. I feel like the door is now open for Francesca to come to the good side. And I want that to happen. The Liam keep... Hemsworth side. Yes. Yeah. Come to the Liam Hemsworth <laughs> side. Cause I know we don't have Scooby anymore, but you know, whatever, come to the, come... Hey, <laughs> we're going to bring Scooby. over. Those are going to be the L and Phil, Phil Evangel. Bring all three of those over, but can't Not do two Phil... of them anymore. Is Phil Evangel dead. Yeah, yeah, bro. He, yeah. he blew up all the yeah, yeah. He was the one. Yeah. He was the, I couldn't remember um, if it was another, like another name, but does this is okay. So I either Paul or Kyle, one of you two just, said or hinted at about the idea that Fringilla like that was her plan the whole time was to actually be fake pro Nilfgaard does that include killing her uncle to fit into the bill like I don't understand that, feels that like, I feel there. like she's on like it's just a very personal vendetta filled warpath uncle was kind of easy step one god I hate her so much Fringilla is just you know and then and now it's such like, a okay We'll take a mirror. Talk about character assassination. When I like, she has is one of the most different people I had in my mind from the book, like her her plot, at least. Especially with like what happens later. It's and it's the same thing with Kahir, where they did so much bad work with these characters early season that you can't undo that I don't know how they get to point B because that seems to be all they care about in the books is get from point A to B to C. And they can still do that. It just will not make sense at all. Like Frangilla is the enemy like there's no way that there's no path here for her to follow into the actual footsteps of her book counterpart so i don't know where it's going but i'm so team francesca like let's kill the shit out of this bitch and let's make it fucking hurt it always made sense for francesca to be our team because you know she's always she's wanted siri because siri in her eyes is the prophecy that's going to save the elves and but it's kind of like she's wanted siri for herself which kind of pulls it away from Geralt and yen which then causes those issues between that guild but i think for now you're absolutely right luke like the Francesca, like this gives life to francesca kind of just being like all right like yo Geralt, i could use your help and we have a great big army that could also help you out mm-hmm. to help protect siri get her back let's ride and i would be so in for that yeah my only surprise takeaway i'm sorry paul but it no, is a continuing of something that i thought earlier i just like amir just has he just has no gravitas on the screen as like our supposed like big bad like main villain. Yeah. I kind of liked his brutality in the ease that he said, you know, it's either you're, the squirrels die or all the elves die. Because then he kind of did lean on her shoulder and with, and almost in a sincere voice, she was like, the elves have suffered through so much. Don't let it be for nothing. 
I was like, all right, I kind of dig the brutality, like with the nonchalantness of the the harsh words you're saying. Um, but you know, for as little screen time as he got, you know, I totally understand. Yeah, and maybe it'll change as he becomes more of an actual character. He's kind of been more of like an idea. Yeah, yeah. Like they built the idea up so high that like it was probably maybe even impossible for him as the actual character. And maybe that's part of the story of that. You know, obviously your reputation as someone that's in power like that is shifted throughout. You know, all the people that hear about what you've done and you know what you tell other people to do for you and so on and so forth. But I don't know. I guess it's just like. He doesn't and do you gotta, as much for me. You, you got to remember that Amir doesn't. You don't even meet him until like the end of the series, yeah. which is which is exactly well, plays into what you're talking about. You meet him earlier, sorry. Yeah, but like we get like little scenes, but it's barely. It's short little snippets. Yeah, and you don't really know who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I agree, Kyle. It's almost the idea of him is so. You know the reputation preceding itself, like is that is the definition of that. So I I totally get that, and um, I don't know. Let's see. Hopefully they can do something really cool with him going forward. He does have one more scene coming up. We are gonna wait one second while we cover Redania uh, with King Vizimir, Dijkstra, Philippa, and Radovid. Um, so it's Dijkstra rolling up, fresh off the injury. Vizimir makes a small little remark. About him being so slow. I just, it's hysterical. I fucking love Vizimir's. Did I say Vizimir? Vizimir's actor. Uh, Radovid is still missing. King's upset. He's like, yeah, somebody's got to pay for it. I don't know who it's got to be, but I'm sorry. I know you like Philippa, but you got to kill her. So Deekstra's freaking out. Yeah. Uh, he's freaking out in his room drinking. Um, also, Philippa's. I don't know what you want to call it. Her mole, the maid of the hand of the queen. She listened and heard everything. So Philippa obviously knows everything that's going on. Um, we see that Radovid is alive. Um, Vizmir hugs him. You know, he's so happy he's home. Um, says Philippa brought him home. He's trying to buy some favor with Philippa for Vizmir. With Vizmir for Philippa. Um, she's trying to say they created a power vacuum that Redania can fill. And he's like, dude, everything's destroyed. What are you talking about? Um, but she's like, oh, don't worry. I have a plan for Redania. You'll see. And she walks off and he's like, you'll see. You shape-shifting little shit. I'm just like, get this guy a lead in a movie or a show and I'll watch the shit out of it. He's so funny and captivating. Uh, Radovich says that, you know, he found a calling purpose. I'm going to need a ship and not a ship. I'm going to need some supplies and I'm going to dip out because I finally find someone who needs my help. And he honestly seemed like he really meant it. He felt like he was very sincere. He was going to sell all of his stuff just so he can fund and go help. But as Deekshire walks into Philippa and even offers to sacrifice himself in Philippa's place, Philippa says, hey, don't worry. I have a plan set in motion. We see the bang maiden, as I'm going to call her now, cut Vizimir's throat. Philippa was ready. She knew Radovid was there. So what does she do? She picks up the crown, puts it on Radovid. Now we got King Radovid of Redania. I'm going to be honest. This was a phenomenal scene. Like I actually really loved the, like how this, the events of this played out because I, correct me if I'm wrong in the books. Like it was more, I think it was Nilfgaard that just like assassinates the king at the same time. R2's is going down. So like, this is a much more like deeper 
death than just having Nilfgaard come in and kill the King of Redania. Again, I don't know if that was like 100% correct, but I just think this was amazing. I really thought this was really cool. Like, it, like it really plays into what Dijkstra and Philippa have kind of been about this whole season. Like, we've already seen the tensions between them two and Vizimir. And like Vizimir kind of been putting them in their place a little bit. Like you guys aren't the king here. I'm the king. And they're like, you're not really the fucking king. We're like, we're actually the king. So I've really liked that the tension, I thought that they did a really good job of building that tension between these two groups and then having them kill the king of Redania, I think was a phenomenal twist to it. I, I honestly, I didn't see it coming. Um, and I, I just, I thought it was really well done to be honest. I loved this scene. This is just far and away the best side plot in yeah. the show for me personally i am like feel actual connection to some of these characters like dave said i was like genuinely shocked that this occurred i felt the tension in the room between deekstra and philippa obviously i've made it known that i really enjoy those two characters so like this is for me like honestly the best maybe not the best part of the episode but like actually got the most like emotion like interest almost out of me than any I actually like that. pretty sure I was like wow when like it happened I was like wow like holy shit like that yeah. was insane I'm glad I'm glad something really hit this is like the scheming behind the curtain thing of a kingdom that you really love to see and it's a shame you know we only get to see redania but i'm glad that we get to see such a cool aspect of it um maybe now like you get all the redanian intelligence you know the witcher you know reddit group you'll you'll get that stuff and everything like that now it's just good follow on twitter too oh they're great uh, they're just i i like redania and i love what they're doing i i'm just excited like, to see what they do with Radovich. It's just like imagine if like they focus on like other countries too, like like you said, Paul. Like it was really only Redania and Nilfgaard and like a couple other small places. Like if we had just gotten like some action like this in like other parts of the world, like I feel like we would have a more fleshed out story and like something more to like get us really to sink our teeth into. But because we're mm -hmm. only focused on one nation, it it doesn't. Again, the scene was really great, but it's just we're only focused on this one. It doesn't help with the world building and the story itself. What do you think, uh, Kyle, since Radovid, your boy, what do you think is going to go on with him? Well, it feels like we, we as in Team Hemsworth, have like an ally almost on the, Redanian, on the Redanian throne now. Yes, Does he's this... banging the king of Redania. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I was so just about big. to say, we were talking about how Mainly. some of us were like, oh, is he going to settle down with Radovid? Like, does this, I know, Paul, you were saying you wanted uh Yasker to be a free bird still you know you didn't want to be tied down but now he's going to be tied down with a potential king like do you think you still want it do you want them to be together or do you think he's still going to kind of do his own thing i hope he still does his own thing but like <laughs> if he ever gets in trouble he's like yo i got i got, I got an ex in redania who's pretty high up i got What's this top in redania that's really <laughs> <laughs> an interesting relationship between him and Dijkstra and Philippa, I feel like he's not as obviously as big of a loose cannon as his brother is. He seems a lot more self-aware. He, you know, realizes maybe things that he's good at, things he's not good at. He, you know, has a level of, you know, introspection in him that obviously his brother does not have. And, you know, then there's like a weird thing of, is he in debt to Philippa at this point because Philippa puts the crown on his head but also he doesn't know that she killed him or I'm sorry killed his brother so then that's like juicy he also, right there so he also made it clear that he didn't I feel like want the crown at oh, no. really anymore yeah so this he wanted to be, leave he's definitely like just going to be the next puppet for Philippa and Dijkstra 
I think he'll be a better, like a better puppet in the sense that like what you're saying, like he's self-aware, he know, like he can actually kind of absorb and, you know, make calculated assumptions unlike his brother. If they do anything like they did in the games, because you do have a lot of storylines with him and get intertwined, I will be very happy. He's a very interesting character, and I'd love to see what's going to happen going forward. But last two scenes we're going to get, we're going to do this Nilfgaard scene real quick. We just all we do is get a glimpse of Vilgefortz. Amir snacking him. This is all because of him. He's the one that found Siri and brought her back to Nilfgaard. It's looking a little beat up because of that tower explosion. Um, oh my god, it's the worst score I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, I like it. I, I like that it's a bad scar, but man, that would suck. He was a beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah. He's I'd rather not... be Lydia, dude. Holy shit. I was gonna say there's no up. way Vilgefortz is not gonna have that like scar. Like, I don't think he would have ever used illusion magic. I think he wants that on his face as like as a reminder of the goal, like to just fucking kill Siri, get his revenge. Mm-hmm. Could be. Um, and yeah, we got Siri being announced, all of her titles are being rattled off. We're getting the back of her hair as she's walking. But when Amir says welcome home. We turn and we see it's not her. Were you expecting this at all, Kyle? Just interested. No, I would say no, but you're expecting Siri. It's just so interesting of like, did the werewolf and his mom's friend let her go? I was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah, that is is one hundred percent Taryn. That was gonna be my question is like where the fuck did we leave her to the point that she is run away? Yeah. They better show like Taryn's uh, like yeah who are the, oh, man i forget her name like there must be like a quick flashback of like their house getting raided or something for siri yeah. like maybe vilgefortz had like a tracker on her and she was like okay like good enough and it, but What's then again this kind of and then this goes in the conversation of like does king amir do you think kyle do you think he like he doesn't know what siri looks like i mean this goes exactly what to uh uh i'm <laughs> morel morel was talking about is this like does mm-hmm. the king know because then no. if he do- if he doesn't okay then this probably le- leads me to think that like Vilgefortz yeah definitely had like a tracker on her was like okay in order to buy myself time with King Amir I'm going to just this was the closest thing I had to perfecting a clone of Siri kidnap bring her in Amir yo this is Siri I got her for you yeah I, I mean I like it from purely the Vilgefortz perspective of it of like he obviously, you know, has his own goals. He talks about it in episode six and things like that. It's just, I mean, he's just obviously, like I've stated before, my second favorite character. So it's just more clout almost, you could say, for lack of a better term, on, on his head that like he obviously has his own schemes and plans that are that go beyond and are bigger than just Nilfgaard. I'm, I don't know. I'm just excited. I hope we get more of them going forward. But I, I really don't know how sparse they're going to be with their scenes going in the next season, but that is way too far ahead for me to be yeah. thinking of. We go to the final scene with the actual Siri. She is tied up with some other guy. The Their captors are kind of just basically talking a little bit, saying that they both have a reputation. This guy, Kaylee, he's in the rats. He's one of the rats. Um, before you know it, they're getting free. Reed and the rest of the we assume are the rats come in. Um, we have a lot. We don't get a whole lot of names. I think the only names they confirmed are Kaylee, Reef, and Missile. And Missile is the one that 
free Siri and lets her one v one her captor, and she Dave. fucking plays. Was that her? With I honestly him. didn't. Yep, that was her. Uh, was a guy. I honestly, she says I, the line. She says, "How? Let's see how you do against a human." Like because before she was yeah, fighting the burn, she, was she yeah, calls it trouble that, too. For some yeah. reason, I I thought she had a different hairstyle. Maybe she did have a different hairstyle, but wow. I saw her and I was like, "Is that the same one?" Not even going to accept the props. Okay, never I'll mind. Dave's not fucking call that. I I genuinely think she might have had a different hairstyle. Okay, cool. But same yeah. face though, because that was missile. Yeah, that's Just, missile, Kyle. If you if that wasn't clear enough for you, she is. Uh, she'll be important. I knew it was her only because you talked about that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So thank you. But anyway, they know that Siri is playing with this dude. Missile knew she could fight beforehand. Siri ends up killing him. She got a little bit pained look on her face. Maybe didn't necessarily love doing it. But she's still her first human kill. I'm pretty sure this is confirmed her first knowingly killed human. human. I feel like I actually remember this scene in the books, actually, at least like her going through like a big ordeal about having just killed a human and not like because that's it was her first time. I feel like I remember that missile has a line like, oh, they say it's going to feel bad and hurt, but it doesn't, you know, taking a life for the first time. Um, And. You know, they hit her with the, uh, what should we call you? What's your name? She goes, call what's me, your name? Call me Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Tony. Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you Tony. <laughs> I, will, I will say, um, fuck, what was I going to say here? <laughs> you had it. to just slide that joke in there. <laughs> I did. It totally caught my train of thought off. I can't uh, remember love it. now. I fuck. just, again, this was another moment for me that like, feels like could be totally mic drop moment looks into the, the camera all the emotion in her eyes like dr- na- drops that name and i was just like okay hmm. yeah, we only had just it. been introduced to falco like what was it last episode i remember though what i was gonna say that guy actually put up a fucking decent fight he took like four slashes yeah. still managed to get out a few words like oh, i'm gonna fucking kill you before getting killed but like that guy, he, he caught the Witcher fucking in him or blade something. too. Yeah, he caught the blade like multiple. Oh yeah, and he caught, he literally catches it. Like, who's this fucking Witcher? Who's this guy? <laughs> I, think I thought this was, like, was his name was Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought this was might be my favorite choreographed fight. Interesting. It was just sick. It just all in like that small area. They used like everything really well, from like you know the stairs to the the bar to like passing people off and. And there's things like that, the tables, and it was just really, they used the environment really, mm-hmm. really well in this fight for the choreography. And I thought it was really fun to watch. One of the best moments was actually, it was pretty cool. They like took the camera angle as if you were the guy that was getting his ass kicked. And when he got his head slammed down, like the yeah. camera turned, that was yeah. really cool. But you're right, like the rats, they kick some ass. Like they're going to, if, if Wolfgang keeps cooking up, like they're going to be the recipients <laughs> of said cooking at some point. Yeah, hopefully um, Wolfgang keeps around. And the, the best thing about the rats is not like I was expecting this, of course, like I'm sure me, Paul and Dave, where we even like talked about it a little bit at the end of the last podcast, the rats are probably the easiest to adapt and most straightforward story. So it's going to be very hard to mess this up. And I think this was a great intro to like the beginning of just like the group and seeing how they're going to interact with Siri and stuff. All that's going to be like a big thing next season. Um, but yeah, I I instantly gravitated towards um, Kaylee. I thought he was like a good little side character there. I don't know how I feel about Missile yet because I know she's going to be one of the more important ones. Like she has a lot. She has big shoes to fill from the books. The other ones is the one, the one girl was the elf, right? Like she was kind of, she looked a little cool, like doing like flips and stuff. She, um, yeah, she was a beast. She was literally fighting off other rats 
because she yep. was like, this one's mine. She's like, I want the kill. I saw that. Now, I was going to bring that up. I thought that I didn't know what that was, but she like catches the blade, flings yeah. it away and then kills. That was really fucking cool. But yeah, like there's not really much to complain here. But Paul, you, you said it earlier, like it felt this episode could have felt weird because of Siri having such little screen time. But this was like a meta thing that they couldn't show this part until after they did the last scene with Vilga Forts mm, and Amir, yeah. which is why there was so little screen time. So the, we it was either sacrifice more of Henry or do it this way. So I'm happy we did it this way. And for me, the Call Me Falca thing, since I was expecting it, like I, I actually enjoyed that moment. And I thought Freya Allen's like facial acting at least was like good there. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I love the introduction of the rats, if I'm honest. You know, I hope they really do stick with it because it could be a really good story. And they said they the rats could even be their own show. Like they have mm-hmm. like their own season like by themselves. And I'm like, All right. we'll see the numbers from season four and they'll be like, maybe we shouldn't do <laughs> the rats show. It's, they reminded me of, and I don't know why I made this connection, but the uh, the freedom fighters from Avatar, Jet and the gang. Yeah. It's kind of. I don't know totally why. Kind of the same. It's the same <laughs> but kind it's of just like, like little ragtag band of people. That's good, Obviously, good they're uh, much more dangerous and, <laughs> and so they are kids so though. But yeah, yeah, they are I like. It's a good comp. I think that's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate description for them. Yeah, I would Here's be jet. Young whippersnappers, you would never be jet. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for season three. Um. I, I feel like we said so much. I don't even have any final thoughts. Do you guys have any final I'll thoughts? Do, besides... I'll do a parting shot first. Um, yeah, like I'm still thinking about it. Maybe I maybe I like this season better than season two. I don't really know. R2s know, know literally is, would just carry this season. It's like literally it's literally R2s. That's the point. Yeah. Like episode yeah. six to me was still Maybe the more I think about it, the best episode of the series. Yeah, he's on I guess, team best episode. Of the yeah, series. it might be. It just might yeah. be, especially with that sword catch. I, oh, that's the thing yeah, I'm going to be thinking best. about forever. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Henry Cavill. Like I'm still always going to fondly think about him as Geralt. He's like this dead. Is just <laughs> he pretty much is dead. Um, <laughs> God dead to speed me. to Liam Hemsworth because Jesus, man, he's going to be fighting an uphill battle even if yeah. the writing changes. Uh, but like you know, like we're going to watch it. We're talking the talk, but we're going to watch it. We're going to podcast on it. It's going to be longer than two years, probably because of all the writer strikes. Like, and I don't, I'm not sure how all that works and if how much they wrote for season four yet, but it's going to be a while before we're back. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it with Kathleen, Jimmy and B Tom's. Maybe they'll talk us up a little bit. Who knows? Cause we're kind of dissecting this. Um, the only thing that I'm saying is I, I really don't want them to show Liam ever kissing Yennefer on screen. I don't care. That's that's that could be an off screen thing. Like they don't need to. I don't think I'll be OK with that. What if we just start randomly getting like really gratuitous sex scenes? Oh. <laughs> they show penis and, this time. And just at this. And Henry's just watching at home just like motherfuckers. <laughs> my my parting shot, I'm going to say real quick, is the the uh, the directors or whoever has said that it's going to make sense how the introduction of Liam Hemsworth is going to be introduced. And in my head, I'm like, how, where the fuck are we going to get the, 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 to the point where it's going to make sense that Liam, like we just saw Henry leave. I I don't know. I'm just so confused by how they're going to turn it into like this. My only guess for that, because we're done with the Brokolon possibility is like series going to jump spears and it's going to be like a parallel universe. That's the only thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the, only thing that would make sense and it would have to be and that would obviously have to be within the first like 10 15 minutes of the the episode one because otherwise it's just stupid but 
it's that's just my last so weird because it's gonna be like well, if that is that then like it's a known thing that it's not, not henry cavill's Geralt. so like yeah. what happened to the Geralt from that's this what i'm sphere? saying that's what i'm saying it's <laughs> yeah. just I, i'm very curious he just like they tripped seem, and fell and broke his leg on a log they on the seem so confident about it and course. i'm questioning like if they had yeah. just left it like luke said at our tuesday like that's the final thing like we have so much more know, to work though, with. I, I don't think. I, yeah, they probably they didn't know, so I'll give them that. But last thing I'll say is can't wait for we're gonna hit his name. We're gonna just say Regis baby. Can't yeah, wait. Let's yeah, go. can't wait. <laughs> but that's it for me. We'll we'll miss you, Henry. Thank you for some great fights. Yeah. Henry, you playing Geralt and getting this show started definitely changed my life forever. <laughs> I definitely went into the fantasy genre starting off because i watched the first scenes in the show yeah. so i owe you a big debt um i can never be upset with your decisions what you do but thank you for your portrayal of Geralt. it was unbelievable and people will be thinking of your Geralt until i don't know i you definitely won't all. be thinking of liam's Hemsworth. i don't care it's always <laughs> going to be henry cavill yeah anyway that is going to be it for our coverage of The Witcher Season 3. If you like what you heard, please follow us at BingetownTV.com. Um, if you're listening from a separate feed, be sure to check out our main Bingetown TV feed. That's where we post all of our podcast episodes for every show we cover. You can check them out all at BingetownTV.com or wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get your socials. We're on there. Check us out, especially our Discord. Um, a lot of different shows going up now. We got the end of Cruel Summer. We got Jujutsu Kaisen coming out. One Piece on the horizon. We'll be we'll be covering that all the way out there. Gotta go. But we have a bunch gotta of classics. Go, go. Wheel of Time coming up too. Uh-oh. Wheel of Time coming up. So many good shows. So that's gonna do it for us. Thank you again. We are Binge Town TV, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.